Have you ever wondered why some business people are more successful than others? Welcome to The Mentor List, a source of sound advice with your host, David Lewis. The Mentor List specializes in interviews with top business minds. Listen to their stories, list their habits, and most importantly, gather their advice for your career. This is The Mentor List. Hi, today we are talking with Julie Mason. Julie is a highly motivated businesswoman, keynote speaker, and author that loves nothing more than demystifying LinkedIn and sales strategy. A very powerful ally in all things LinkedIn, Julie's message is simple. With over 80% of business-to-business conversions coming from LinkedIn, can you afford not to use it correctly? So please, on that note, enjoy the show. Okay. So welcome to today's show. Today we've got Julie Mason on the show and Julie's dialing in from Brisbane and I'm here in Melbourne. So Julie, welcome to the show. Hey, (laughs) delighted to be here, Dave. I'm not sure uh, what the weather's like there today, but it's a beautiful crisp Melbourne morning here. It's a it's a beautiful sunny day, but quite windy. Yeah, we we're still in t-shirts up here, no problems at all. <laughs> I like it. Okay, so today's show will be a little bit different to the normal. Although you know we're having a chat last week, and it's clear that we could profile you as as a mentor on the Mentalist. But it's really interesting to see where you've sort of built up your career in this in this LinkedIn space and becoming an expert in LinkedIn. Yeah. So we really want to go, I guess, deep in that one area. So I might open up to sure. you just to hear about, you know, your story and how that's led to becoming a, a known LinkedIn expert. Okay. So it's been a bit of a journey, but essentially my background is in sales. I've done 25 years in sales and of those 15 years in door-to-door cold calling, and I've pretty much cold called every industrial state in Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne. So familiar with your part of the town. <laughs> it's cold down there <laughs> compared to up here. But I noticed that about 10 years ago, there was a real shift in the way people were responding to me when I was cold calling them. And so I thought, you know, there's some really big changes afoot. And we were getting a lot more internet, you know, activity happening. People were starting to develop websites for their business 10 years ago. And, you know, and even before that, but it was now starting to become a bit more mainstream. And so I started to really look at how online marketing was working. And I kind of delved into, you know, learning all about websites and search engine optimization and somebody introduced me to Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and all of these amazing social media tools that we have and I literally remember salivating at the time just going oh my gosh how cool is this you know that I can finally get in touch with you know particularly LinkedIn I loved it because I could start to see immediately how I could get in touch with a decision maker on LinkedIn instead of having to go through all these gatekeepers that I've been doing for 15 years, you know, with the door-to-door cold calling. And I thought, this is really exciting stuff. So I kind of just, I did what I call an MBA in social media in the next six months and learned everything that I could about it, you know. And I studied a lot of successful Facebook pages and I studied what was working really well on, on LinkedIn and how you use Twitter effectively because Twitter was quite big back then. It's not as big in the social media realm now as it used to be in terms of business, 
development. For some people it is, but it's kind of dropped off a bit. Yeah, so really, you know, looking at all of these platforms and going, okay, well, how can we use this? And so the salesperson in me got really excited and went, okay, I've got to learn this new modality. So I started my own web design business because that's what I'd, I'd learned how to build HTML websites and I learned how to build WordPress websites. And so I kind of really, you know, was into that space. And I used Facebook and I used LinkedIn to generate leads for my own business. And it, and it used to generate, you know, a couple of grand in business every week for maybe 10, 15 minutes work a week. And I thought, this is sexy stuff, you know, I love this. And so people kept asking me what I was doing on LinkedIn and Facebook and all the different social media. So I started teaching it and that was the evolution from, you know, becoming a web designer and, and I had quite a nice little boutique web agency that I was running with a number of staff and then it took over into the more educational side of teaching people really how to use these tools and my clients nicknamed me the social media princess, which is a name I I took on. I thought that's a cool moniker. It's lots of fun, and and I'll take that on. So it's my business name now, and um, I'm sort of stuck with it a bit now. And then as I as I noticed, as I was teaching, you know, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and Pinterest and LinkedIn and all of that combined, I noticed that my clients got really great results from LinkedIn. Like I get a greater return on investment quickly compared to. Facebook, for instance, which might take a little bit more time or they'd get a lower cost point per product, you know, turnover. So I, I started to get really interested in going, okay, well, look, LinkedIn has got some really good legs here and there's not too many people really focusing on that. And I was doing really well out of it. So I then just went, okay, well, rather than being a master, you know, of none and jack of all trades, I would just specialize in LinkedIn. And so for the last three years, I, I've just solely focus my business on teaching, you know, essentially LinkedIn from the social media aspect education side of it. And yeah, my clients get amazing results from that. So it's been really cool. Right. And so when you say you wanted to learn everything you could about it, being about LinkedIn, what sort of things did you do to sort of become or move towards becoming an expert in it? Yeah, study apply the learnings as much as you can so as as you and I were talking earlier you know I've read 15 books on LinkedIn that are physical books you know I've I've got untold number of ebooks on the subject and and thousands of blog posts over the years that I've read because I've been now teaching this for for six years in total but I've been using LinkedIn for eight years myself so it's been it's been quite a journey and I'm still constantly learning. I've also purchased, you know, over the years about seven of my peers, you know, training courses and because you can't stop learning. You know, the day that you say you know everything is the day you really kind of die, I think. Yes. Because you need to keep continually learning. These platforms constantly change, you know, and so, you know, you can't stop they're not going to stop they're not going to stay still they've got to continue to innovate and evolve and so therefore you know businesses need to continue to innovate and evolve around these incredibly powerful networks that we have and you can do so much on LinkedIn that's free to generate business it's not funny you know it's a very very cool program (laughs) what about if you're a so a career professional 
Yeah. And you, you've got a LinkedIn profile up there, which, you know, it maybe it looks something like your CV and sort of talks through some of your experiences. So it's a pretty standard looking profile. What sort of opportunity am I, could I be exposed to in LinkedIn? Yeah. Why, why should I be yeah. in that? how LinkedIn could help me as a, as a corporate professional, for example? Cool. Really good question because there's, there's two distinct ways you can use LinkedIn, definitely for career advancement for your corporate career, absolutely, and I'll, I'll cover those and answer those questions. The other way is really if you're a business owner and you're looking for leads and sales, it's a slightly different strategy. But if you're, in, if you're on a career path and you're looking to use LinkedIn for a career, then try to avoid doing your standard resume on LinkedIn. Most people think, you know, I, I've just got to put in my various experience sections that I've got and bullet point all of the tasks that you did. My advice is to go conversationally here because the product that you're selling is essentially you. And so you really want to focus on, on those, you know, strong points there. So there's a formula that I tell people to use when writing your past experience because even if you're changing roles, you are the same person. You know, you as a human being have the same ethics and, and work ethic and morals that you had, you know, generally 10, 15 years ago. You know, so that doesn't change. But we change total career changes about four times in our life. On average, I think the stats are. So what you want to do is tie your past to your present and how you do that is by following this formula of how you write your description of your experience. So I always say to people, your first paragraph on your description for each current, each of your past roles will be just a brief context about the company that you work for. So you can, you can put context around the name of the company and people understand what that company did. It's not to sell that company, but it's to just provide context of who you worked for. The second paragraph, in conversational tone, not bullet points of all the tasks that you did, is talk about the role that you had in that place. You know, what was your what was your role in that um, organisation? And the third paragraph, and this is where it really gets very interesting, is what were the greatest achievements you had in that role? Because this is what sells you, right? You've got to be proud of the work that you do. And, and often as Aussies, we tend not to stick our head up because we're afraid of that tall poppy syndrome. We're afraid of being called braggers. And so we tend not to. But I want you to, to really be proud of the work that you've done and, and share those achievements that you've had in, your, in those roles. And it might be personal achievements for you, or it could be an achievement that you've won a big contract for the company or that you transformed the way their systems worked, something like that. But you're really proud of that work that you did, whether you were acknowledged for it or not by that you know, company or by your manager or whoever, be proud of the work that you did and sort of talk about that achievement that you had. And then the fourth paragraph in your description is all about what are the skills that you learned in that role that allow you to serve your clients or serve the people that you work with at a higher level today. So what are the skills that you learned that you bring with you that make you a better employee, a better you know, person, and that allows you to do your job better today? Yeah, and so that can tie the past to the present. 
in that last paragraph. Yeah, really good advice. And and so that's, the, the I guess, the first element. You said the second element or strategy is around business or for business owners. How does that yeah. uh, differ? So both both profiles when you're when you're on LinkedIn everyone has a personal profile and so there are critical elements of both of these that you need to be aware of so whether you're on the career path or whether you're on the lead generation as a small business both of these need the same elements so a couple of tips is having a really great professional image for you to display and your photo needs to really be a nice head and shoulders you don't want what I've got behind me at the moment. It's a very distracting background. You want a kind of a plain background, you know. You kind of want to have, you know, the focus solely on who you are as a person. So you want to look directly down the barrel of the camera, for example. You want to be smiling and, and create an energy that will attract people towards you in that photo. So then you'd have your name and then you'd have a headline or a title that goes under your name. And that headline could be your value proposition. It could be if you're job hunting, for example, it could be along the lines of specialist in customer service care, looking for, for new opportunities to grow and expand my skills. For example, that could be a headline that you might want to use if you are defined, on the defined career path to actively look for new roles through LinkedIn. Otherwise, you could leave it as your title if you're working for somebody but I often say people don't care much about titles. What they care about is how you can help them. So I always think for both of these roles, regardless of your career hunting or if you're looking for leads and sales, look for a value proposition headline, you know, something that talks about how you help the people that you currently work with. Now, the next critical element that every profile should have is a summary. And the summary really LinkedIn tell you to write your story. But here's the kicker. When people read your profile, they want to know how, again, you can continue to help them. So they're, they're interested in you, but in so much as how can you serve them, if that makes sense. So I always recommend that if you've got a lot of I am, I have, I've done kind of thing in your summary, you probably need to review it and reframe it so that it's really focused on more about the people that you help and being proud of those accomplishments and putting your credibility in there in one paragraph. So it really comes down to having this great summary. And if you're job hunting, then you, your summary would be along the lines of the value that you bring your current, you know, employers and the current clients that you work with and talking about, you know, the problems that you're great at solving and how that benefits people. And then you just, as I said, just like one paragraph in that summary really about your credibility. What do you bring to the table? What's your experience? That's where you can really talk about yourself. And then always have a call to action at the bottom of the summary, regardless of whether you're hunting for a job or hunting for leads. You want to tell people exactly what you want them to do in order to get in touch with you to take the next step. So if you're career hunting, then it could be please phone me on xyz you know number to discuss you know any opportunity that that you need help with and so that could be that and for the lead generation you've got to be really specific about what your strategy is in lead generation and how you want people to engage with you so some people might want to have them phone them that might be the direct the the most direct path to generating leads Other people might want to drive them to a website to fill in a a free quote form or to download an ebook. 
and others might prefer an email to be sent to them or to be connected directly through LinkedIn. So be very specific about what you want people to do in that, in that course so they can take those actions. If you just give them email, phone and website and, and they have a choice but they don't know what really to do in that, they're not told, then you've got lower conversion rates. So be very specific about the steps you want people to take in order to get in touch with you. Great. Okay. Thank you. And um, I might just put you on the spot too, <laughs> sorry, but do you have any example profiles that people might be able to look up that you think, oh, wow, this, this person's good for that reason or this reason or a good example is X? Yeah, I can't think of anyone from the career side because it's not really where I focus. But I can probably find one and and shoot it through to you as an add-on for you to send later. But essentially, what I would probably recommend if you're in the lead generation market, you're looking to generate leads through LinkedIn, then I would definitely say go and check my profile out because there's a, a defined formula to the summary and you'll see it clearly on my profile. And the, the formula, I'm happy to share it with everybody here today, is that, and, and you've got 2,000 characters with which to write your summary. So don't skimp, don't be brief. This is one part where I urge you to expand and use as many of those characters as you can. So I would probably recommend that you follow this formula. And it, and it breaks it down paragraph by paragraph because when people sit down and they oh, I've got to write 2,000 characters, your brain kind of leaves the table for a moment and you get, you know, writer's block immediately here. You know, what am I going to write about? And often writing about ourselves, even our own businesses, is one of the hardest things that you can do. So I want to flip it around and make it a really simple formula for everybody. And So the first paragraph is the identify paragraph. It, it is, you know, identify the problem that you are an expert at solving. What are the problems that your ideal clients have that you solve brilliantly? So for me, if you read my summary, it will say lead generation is a constant stress for many business owners, large and small. So I'm identifying that the problem is lead generation. And then I identify who my ideal client is. It's small to medium business. So that that kind of gets identified. The second paragraph is about motivating people to take action and the way we motivate people because we are fairly apathetic on the most part. You know, we try and shove things under the carpet as often as we can. But if we hold the mirror up to them about that problem and and elaborate on what it's costing them to stay in that problem, then we motivate them to then take action from reading our profile. So the aggravator is really about stirring the emotions that they have around this. And we do that by telling them what are the costs that they've got. So For example, what is it costing them financially? What is it costing them emotionally? What's it costing them physically? And what's it costing them spiritually? And by spiritually, I mean their zen, their state of mind, their peace of mind. You know, how much is that fractured by this problem? So again, you'll see in the second paragraph of my summary very clearly that, you know, I go through all of these, you know, starting, I think, something along the lines of without leads, sales start to dry up. Finances become tighter and tighter. Tough decisions have to be made. You start working longer and longer hours, which takes the toll on your health and your family life. So I'm covering the emotional toll, the financial toll, the physical toll, and the spiritual toll because it's, it's affecting all your relationships, including your own. 
So that's the aggravate. And then you want to you want to bring in the hope. You can't leave people in the aggravate. <laughs> you know, you've yeah. got to you've got to give them that there's a solution to this. So the third paragraph is what's the solution to that problem. You know, in in con in, in a contextual form. You don't want to go into the methodology of how you sell that uh, solve that problem. You want to go into the context of what the solution is. Two very different things. So, you know, the, what would be the overall solution? It would be probably, you know, getting a defined strategy around lead generation as opposed to doing what I often nickname the spray and pray approach where you just put all of the stuff out there and pray that something's fixed, right? So you want to be very strategic about it. And those who have a strategy tend to do much better. And then what's the proof that that solution works? You know, that's the, the next paragraph is what's the proof that that solution actually will work? Because, again, you've got to address the skeptic mind, you know, that your people who are reading your profile will have. And then the next paragraph after the proof of solution is your credibility. Why should they choose you, Dave, over any other person in this area? Does it make sense? And then finally, that last paragraph is the call to action. And so you can see you take people on a journey. You help them identify that you're talking directly to them. You're, you're then holding that mirror up and telling them what that problem is costing them in their life. And then you're giving them the solution, the hope that there is a way out of this and what that proof of the solution is that it works. And then why should they talk to you over anybody else in your industry? And then finally, that call to action. So it's a really good formula. Yeah, great. Great. Thanks, Julie. So just so you know, we can check in with the listenership, can we just go over why you think LinkedIn's important? Absolutely. It's so critical because in understanding this section, because it, it will just switch on some light bulbs around this. So one of the reasons I love LinkedIn is that it has more professionals on it than any other network known to man. You know, LinkedIn proudly boasts that they have every CEO and COO and CFO and CMO and you name it, all the C-suite are on LinkedIn of every Fortune 500 company in the world. You know, so if they're on there, you know, seriously, that's going to give you a good hint that this is a valuable business network, you know, and not to be taken lightly. But we've got... 7.4 million Australians on LinkedIn at the moment and worldwide about 440 million of those. Only about 11% of people know how to use it effectively, whether it's the career hunting or for business. They're just a little bit loosey-goosey around the whole thing. They think it's just a resume holding site, but it is so much more dynamic than that. In fact, LinkedIn in 2012 realized that, you know, people were only checking in once every six months on LinkedIn to update the resume. And they went, oh, man, we really need to get people coming back. So they instigated a few programs like the Influencer Program. They started releasing the opportunity to create published posts. And these things started to make LinkedIn. And they started turning the ship around from being this resume holding site to being the business content hub of the internet and it's a very sexy little site for that and we'll talk about content a bit later I have no doubt but but essentially why I love LinkedIn is because you know we've got more affluent and more educated people on LinkedIn than any other network and there's a rule of thumb on LinkedIn that the more people you're connected to on LinkedIn the greater your income will be because of the opportunities that offers so you know that's a little hint for everybody right so yeah, well, I was don't looking. just 
have 10 connections, start building your network. <laughs> I was looking at Mark Boris's profile recently in David Thodes and they have an amazing, like it's, uh, I can't remember how many, but it's 30,000 or even more and, you know, Richard Branson, yep. 1.8 million followers. So, yeah, it's obviously <laughs> quite yep. Well, they're in the influencer status. You know, there's only 500 influencers nominated by LinkedIn every year. And to get on that, that very exclusive list of 500 does take some, some work to do so. You know, you need to be quite a big media presence. And, and be, if you're not in media, you need to be pumping out some amazing content that, that is widely consumed before you get onto LinkedIn. So right. so these guys have, have established that, you know, credibility there and that's part of LinkedIn's tactics, you know, to really get people to come back to that site. Because Richard Branson and Mark Boris and Natalie Simpson and uh, sorry, not Natalie, what's her name? Naomi. So, oh, Naomi, that's it. Naomi Simpson and and Bill Gates and all of these luminaries, these champions of business they're they're in that influencer status so that's how linkedin sort of go okay here's the a list the b listers and the c listers will follow kind of thing and i say that with very tongue-in-cheek and not to offend anybody but that's kind of just how it works so essentially yeah linkedin linkedin has some amazing you know ability there but but you want to build your connections you want to build a really strong network you know that's a it's an absolute key because and here's the thing you don't want to just do what I call notches on the bedpost or the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, of connecting where you're just hitting that blue connect button, you know, madly every day. That's not <laughs> connecting, guys. It is in a technical sense, but, you know, where they'll accept your connection request and you're building a network, but it's not building relationships and it won't build brand awareness around you. It won't build brand you. Okay, so regardless of corporate career or regardless of you're building your own business, it's about brand you and people buy people. They don't buy logos, they buy people. They buy relationships and that's where trust happens. So when you connect with people, build that relationship. It can, it can just be from simple messages that, you know, get to know each other and, and that can make a massive difference, an absolute massive difference there. But uh, yeah, LinkedIn, very, very powerful platform. And and some of the other cool things though, I know I blew your mind with last week was, you know, that we've got like 2.3 million groups on LinkedIn. And these groups are so diverse. You know, we've got, you know, groups for IT professionals. We've got groups for HR professionals. We've got groups for health and wellness professionals. And, and then there's a myriad in between. So you know, I remember years back, I had, uh, I was looking for the most obscure groups on LinkedIn, Dave. I was just checking out what would be the most obscure group what on LinkedIn. And I found a group, I found a group for people who love abandoned houses. And I thought, oh, oh wow, you know, cool. There was like 13 members in it at the time. And I looked back at it a couple of months ago. There's over 300 members of that group now, you know, so there's clearly... <laughs> These groups, what they do is that they attract people with similar interests. And as a human being, we naturally, following that old adage uh, that birds of a feather flock together, we tend to find our community that we, you know, our tribe, so to speak, of what is similar interest. And so when you're looking for, 
you know, business, for example, it's really easy to find your target market when you understand that principle on LinkedIn. And it's just as easy to find your ideal career opportunity. So for example, let's say you wanted to break into the mining industry. There are groups around jobs availability for mining industry professionals. There are, you know, groups just for mining Australia alone. So there's amazing ways that you can find and build relationships and create brand awareness using these amazing groups that we've got on LinkedIn. It's very, very, very cool. Yeah, it's um, yeah, very interesting because LinkedIn's been a huge disruptor in the recruitment space. And I guess the, not the average Joe, but someone looking for a job has the same tool that a recruiter would have. And even if they're not paying the $30 per month for the, the premium version, you've still got that yep. functionality to search by groups and by companies and search, right. yeah, seek out these gatekeepers. And, and nowadays as well, nowadays as well, Dave, a lot of companies just advertise on LinkedIn for their jobs. There is a vibrant job board on LinkedIn, right. you know, and you can actually get job alerts for various jobs that you're looking for. You can do advanced searches around that and find jobs within a specific location or a specific industry or, you know, particular title or role that you're looking for. And LinkedIn will send you alerts of when jobs come up in that, you know, vicinity. So, you know, a lot of jobs are actually just advertised only on LinkedIn. And for people who are looking for a career, I'm going to give my best advice that I I give to other people who come to me. I don't specialize in, in job hunting per se, but I've managed to help a few people get some great jobs through LinkedIn and and this is the advice that I give people is that you are in charge of your own destiny, right? Everybody is in charge of your own destiny. It's not up to the universe. It's up to you to make that decision. So my advice is take that destiny by the horns, you know, grab it with both hands and decide to, you know, drive it the way you want it to go. So I recommend that people, if you're looking for a new career change, make a list of the top 10 companies you would love to work for. So write a list of the top 10 companies. You might need to think about that. That might take a little, you know, bit of brain work and that's okay. But really be intentional about who you would want to work for. And then start to build connections with the people who have the powers to help you get a job in that company in those 10 companies so you know connect with the HR manager connect with the the department manager within the department you would want to work with you know start to build relationships with them show them that you're a person of value don't hound them for a job but show them that you're a person of value share your intention that you would love to work there and what you can bring to the table but you're not going to be pitching every single time you talk to them you know but just build that relationship and that top of mind presence pays off big time absolute big time so really you know as I say grab your destiny with both hands don't just go for whatever drifts along past the river of you know job hunting that you think oh yeah I could do that but your heart's not really in it you know you could do it but your heart's not in it go after what fuels you go after what puts your soul on fire and 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 be intentional with your life that's what i would suggest i like it very inspirational i like it thanks julie so there's probably a quote there which i could quote you on but did you have one prepared for the listeners with a i guess a linkedin show in mind or a linkedin slant an inspirational quote there 
build, I think it comes down to build, the overall arching message that I would say is LinkedIn is not a resume holding site. It's a relationship building site that can transform your career, your business, your life, uh, if you actually utilize it effectively. You know, understand that it's, it's not just a social network and a person's profile, but behind that is a real person that has the ability to help your dreams come true. You know, and if you treat it intentionally, if you treat it with that, that in mind, then it's amazing what will happen on LinkedIn. Yeah, fantastic. So you mentioned before that you've read, you know, 15 plus books and that's not including all yeah. the, um, the, e, the e-articles or e-books. If someone, <laughs> if someone wants to sort of progress their learning on this and they, they understand the importance, what book would you recommend that they read? Sure. One of my favourites, and I pulled it out earlier because you asked me this question, one of my favourites is by Neil Schaefer, who has written, and he, he's in um, windmill, windmill Networking, Understanding, Leveraging and Maximising LinkedIn, one of the greatest books on LinkedIn. Very meaty little volume here, but, but very comprehensive. He updates it fairly regularly, and uh, yeah, I definitely look at getting that one. Very comprehensive. If you're looking at job hunting, there is one by Ron Nash, N-A-S-H, around um, using LinkedIn to, to advance your career. Um, you might get that on Amazon, I think, for yeah. Ron Nash. I'm just going to see, see if I can grab his book. Do I have it here? I can't see it off the top of my head. That's okay. Oh, I can't see it on the bookshelf easily. But, but Ron Nash, Ron Nash would be the guy that I would definitely, he's, He's really focused his attentions on helping people advance their career using LinkedIn. So definitely want to check out Rob Nash. Yeah, I'll link yeah. to both of those books on the website on mentalist.com.au. Cool. And I'll also put some yeah. details up there about how people might be able to get in contact with yourself, Julie. But just for those that are cool. out on the road and listening in, do you want to just tell them how they would get in contact with you and who might get in contact you with you and what about? Sure. So I've got two websites that you can, you can definitely check out. One is specifically around LinkedIn and it's called Linked Sales Formula, L-I-N-K-E-D-S-A-L-E-S-F-O-R-M-U-L-A, LinkedIn for, linkedsalesformula.com. And that is an online program that will literally step you through how to use LinkedIn for business. So it's really about focusing on leads and sales. Um, so if you're in the sales profession or if you're a small to medium business owner and, and you're selling a business-to-business product or service, maybe you're in the professional services industry, coach, you know, accountant, anything like that, then LinkedIn is a terrific playground for you to, to utilize as a lead generation tool. That program is going to be incredibly valuable. So it's, it's my eight years of knowledge around LinkedIn condensed down into you know, a very concise program with lots of templates and tools, but it's also got an amazing coaching program built into it. So every month the members of that program can jump online with me and have a live group coaching call. They can jump into our online forum and ask me questions at any time. They can get, you know, summary critiques from me and everything in that program. So it's a really supportive program, not just a here's an online, you know, do-it-yourself program and you're left to your own devices. I really wrap you up in 
in support and want to ensure that you get great results through LinkedIn. So it's my, it's my you know, flagship around LinkedIn, essentially, and I'm, I'm really proud of it. And, and we've got an amazing community in there. The other way you can contact me is if you're looking for perhaps some mentoring, some clarity around what it is that you're doing or where you want to go with your life or your business, then definitely reach out and have a look at my website at juliemason.com.au and you'll be able to see how I can serve you there and request a complimentary strategy with me so we can get some clarity around what you're doing and I'm more than happy to, you know, to have a chat to you. But overall, I would definitely suggest that you connect with me on LinkedIn, <laughs> you know, because there's probably a good chance that I'm going to be publishing some great posts from time to time that might be really valuable and check the ones that I've got there already because they are awesome. And yeah, definitely connect with me on LinkedIn okay. and say good day yeah. and tell me where you've heard us from. So if you heard this podcast, Send me a message and say, hey, I was on the podcast with you and David on the mentorlist.com.au and, and that would be fantastic. I'd love to hear from you and love to connect with you. So it's not a, uh, an empty click the blue button, but there, it's an actual building relationship <laughs> like you were yeah, saying. Yeah, send me a Hey, yeah, here's a little tip, guys. When you connect with somebody, you definitely want to send the personal message, you know. So the, the tips here are actually go to their profile. If you're on the desktop version of LinkedIn, like on your laptop or on a desktop computer, when you go to their profile and click connect, a, a window will appear and it will ask you how you know that person. So I'm going to share a little sneaky little tip with you here because everyone gets tied up in a bit of a knot over this one. They don't know I'm not a colleague, I'm not a classmate, I've not done business with them, I'm not a friend, or it might be other, you know, so they don't know what to click. Always choose we've done business together because the only person who will see what you choose in that window is you. The other person won't see it. Is that cool? So just choose we've done business together and choose your current role. And then personalize the message. Don't send that default, I'd like to add you to my professional network on LinkedIn because it looks really lame. So personalize that message and all you've got to do is answer the question that's in their mind as to why is this person that I don't know reaching out to connect with me? So that's the question that goes through everybody's mind. Why are these random connecting with me? So if you can answer that question, it will actually allow your conversion rate for your connection request to go up significantly. So you might just want to do something like, hey, Dave, I noticed that we both had some various interests in common and that we're in a couple of groups together. Thought I'd reach out to get to know you a little bit more personally. Look forward to connecting. Cheers, Dave, right? Or cheers, Julie. So it would be really, really simple. You don't need to go into any big pitch here. Just keep it really simple and answer the question why you've reached out to connect with them. Now, on the phone, on your, on your phone app, when you're doing a personal connection, again, go to their profile, but instead of clicking, clicking the blue connect button, there's three little dots on the top right-hand corner of the app. Click on those and it will bring down a drop-down menu and you can choose personalize your invite to connect and it will allow you again to send that personal message which is so valuable because it's, it's the first part of building that relationship that we've been mm. talking about. Yeah. It builds trust from the very outset, you know. So that's my 
big tip for, you know, if you're connecting, if you're on the career path, oh my gosh, you definitely want to do that because you want to make that first good impression. Show them that you know how to use LinkedIn above the 89% of people who don't, you know. Show them that you can utilize this tool really effectively. And oh my goodness, they just, yeah, magic yeah. will happen. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, another little yeah. insight at the end. I like that one. I didn't know there was uh, three dots there that you can uh, personalize on the mobile device. So, yeah, great advice. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of hidden away and people would just click the blue connect button. So try and avoid that, guys. Go up and do the three dots on their profile and personalize it. That little extra time could be the difference between you getting a great job or not, you know. So those kind of little things make a great first impression. Great. Okay. Yes. Great advice. So, Julie, thank you very much for uh, taking the time today to be on the show and talk the listenership through something, you know, a tool that has a lot of potential to help in a lot of good ways. And, um, yeah, really appreciate the tactics and tips and um, strategies that you've shared with us. It's a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Um, So yeah, tune in again next week, everyone, for another great show. Until then, thanks for listening to The Mentalist. Thank you for listening to The Mentalist with your host, David Lewis. If you like what you're hearing on The Mentalist, the best way to support the show is to take just a few seconds to leave a rating and comment over on iTunes. You can also find further information about this show and links to further episodes at www.mentorlist.com.au. Until next time, this is The Mentor List.